In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Betches Media presents. He believes that it's a woman's right, it's a woman's body, and it's her choice. Gaspacho police. Oh my God! You're a stupid son of a bitch. You got young people who want to date, want to do things that young people do. The Betches Sup Podcast. Dianora, sucker! Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Millie Tamaris. And this is the Betches Sup Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. Today is uh, March 7th, but we recorded this a couple days earlier, so <gasps> if it... <gasps> Magic. <laughs> Magic. And, I, you know, I really would love to keep that a secret, but, uh, you know, sometimes things happen in between us recording pre-records and them publishing where... You want to you want to add the context that yeah. we did not know, especially when you're in a really intense scenario. So we're going to talk about some things that are a little a little tangential to the news. Um, but we will be back tomorrow with a news based episode. Elise is always here with her newsletter. Newsletter. Uh, Sammy's covering everything in the morning. Honestly, an embarrassment of options. Yeah, you can always get the news from us. We never shut up. Yeah. <laughs> yes. These broads are always chatting. But today, <laughs> Happy Women's History Month. Exactly. We are broads and we like to chat. <laughs> and women be shopping. Women be shopping. I love the term broad as a as a pun. I want to we Bridget and I talked about adding a new segment to the newsletter that she would write every week just about an issue and we would call it the broad overview. I love oh. that. Do we love? Do we love? I do love that. And I you know what? That's, that's actually really nice. a I think gender essentialism is a theme in our episode today. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yes. Interesting. Yes. So today we're going to do a, a special Women's History Month themed episode. We're not going to talk about women's history. This is so, Women's History Month is so weird because it's like, it's the same time every year. The history is always the same. I mean, I can tell you about 364 days ago, but we're just going to talk more about like Women-y themes. Yeah, women-y stuff. Girl stuff, girly yeah. things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you guys ever, I realize like, we should treat ourselves this month. Do you ever do, have you done anything this month? Like, you know what? I'm going to, fuck it. I'm going on vacation. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you have a really fun thing, too. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm going to be um, spending the month of March at a a lovely little house in Pennsylvania working on my little projects. Yes. I I packed all comfy pants. Nice. I'm just going to, I don't know. I keep imagining myself as like this little hermit in the woods, and I'm really excited about it. I love this. pray love era. Uh, Yeah. Absolutely. Is Danny going to visit at all? Absolutely not. (laughs) 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 He'll be at home with our menagerie of animals. I left left him with the zoo. With the zoo. He has, listen, there's a lot of options for for care these days. Zen animals, shout out. Zen Zen animals, animals bedside. That's our, that's the slash daycare that that both Tino and Rusty. You'll see, yeah, you'll see them there. (laughs) Oh yeah, if you want a cameo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you really want to meet the celeb stuff doggos, they'll be there. Yeah. And actually, if you walk by Zen Animals, there's like, you can like kind of peer in. So you could maybe, you could maybe catch a glimpse of the When boys. Tino's at Zen Animals, he, he does get separated for humping. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the other dog daycare does not make those complaints, but uh, that's, that's what dogs does. do. That's what dogs that, do. That's what dogs do. That's what dogs do. That's what humans do. It's Women's History Month. 
Yeah, let's Listen, get into it. I'm, 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 yeah, room. I've been planning my hetero, heterosexual marriage to a man, so that's how I'm. Mm. Uh, Morty's fine, you know. He's always the same. Uh, is, uh, wait, yeah, don't talk about your wedding. <laughs> Um, have you said yes to a dress? Like, uh, um, I have a dress. I think I showed it to Elise that mm-hmm. I'm going to order, mm. and uh, probably you guys know I'm not like very. Uh, it, it's all very strange to me. I'm sure every person that plans a wedding is like, "This isn't me." But uh, I have one dress that I ordered, and it's pretty. It's pretty simple, but it's, it's got, very uh, cute. It's it's got some flares. I mean, hopefully you guys will be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to say the day. Yeah, yes, I'm it's in, it's in Hit my inbox. Six months, and I've been planning the playlist. I've been planning our first dance. Yes, <laughs> it is a good way to sort of like stay motivated. Like, I can actually stay at the gym on the treadmill because I'm like, this song has to go after that. Song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> There is always like a little task to be done. Yeah. It's kind of nice. Here's a question before we get into it mm-hmm. that I, 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 maybe you guys can help me with. Is Carly Ray Jepsen's Run Away With Me too obvious of a first song? No. 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 no it's like a few, it's Women's a few years one. old. Um, You're the do do do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cute. It's like quirky. Um, you know what? I think John Legend's All of Me, that's just, oh, that's the most hack. Classic. Yeah. Like no classic. Way. Like, yeah, that's too. Run Away With Me. I got a little sass. Mm-hmm. Right, a little, right. It's a little. Yeah, definitely mm-hmm. going for for girly pop vibes to the playlist. But we'll get back to our to the women. <laughs> We're to talking women. women. I mean, this is on theme because today we sort of talked about what we wanted to address today. And we all decided we kind of want to talk about who the more emotional gender really is. Not just Surprise. a drag. We don't think it's us. We don't think it's us. <laughs> we don't think it's us. Not to drag men, but to actually look at whose hysteria is keeping the society in a regressive state. Bloop. Yeah. Um, as I was writing this episode, I, I chatted with you guys about this, but like last week, I I never do this, but I commented on a bro meme that was making fun of, of uh women sharing certain types of explainers on geopolitical issues that appear very girly or feminine or reductive. And here's the thing. I don't think those things are necessarily helpful all the time, but I don't think that they hurt. And I think that it's just another way to like criticize women. Again, in a dangerous way. Maybe I pick weird battles. We talked about saying abortion, but like it's just something that really bothers me. And it's gross. And it's gatekeeping. It's gatekeeping information. Information. And it's it's making women feel like they're not allowed to access it or discuss it in their own parlance. Well, because also what these bros were upset about is just the way women aesthetically design like infographic posts yeah. so that they're like in lighter colors or they look kind of pretty or whatever. And I guess they think it would be more serious if the posts looked like shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. But I, I only also- take posts seriously if they look bad or no accuracy or like like masculine colors yeah exactly black or blue instead of like a soft and i think by making fun of the colors they're actually just making fun of women and their and their their ability to understand complex information Yeah, yeah and saying like that if you present important information in a feminized way that somehow devalues like the information because they weren't coming for the information they were saying like i don't like that it's presented in an infographic that has this kind of color scheme or whatever and it's like you can side eye that if you want whatever side eye instagram culture all you want until the end of the day but actually like First of all, uh, there's a lot of expertise that goes into creating some of these things. Amanda. (laughs) Ours aren't pink anymore for that reason, because people are just like, oh, it's pink. It's wrong. Yeah. And also, but also like. But if it is, who fucking cares? You guys work so hard on it. You research it. 
And it is a way for people to get digestible information. Who's going to, who clicks on articles anymore? I'm and sorry. also, no, no exactly. I mean, it's exactly true. And it's like people uh, are looking for information on Instagram and people do respond to things on Instagram that are designed uh, in certain ways. So like there is actually thought behind being like, okay, I need to make this infographic look nice because if something is bad and it doesn't look nice and it's not visually engaging, people aren't going to read it. The attention spans are rough. The the algorithm won't even reward you for that. Like the algorithm rewards engaging like visual content. That's what Instagram is about. Yeah, that's the other thing is like it's so... It these guys, it's like they want to be mad that people are making their content for Instagram, but it's like Instagram will push your content down if you don't make it for Instagram. Exactly. And I've seen this honestly as a comedian in an interesting way, and I I'd love to get your take, Millie, where like I think especially when comedians first started pivoting to doing stuff on social media, a lot of male comedians like looked down on the social media hustle and they would like make snarky comments about like oh now everybody has to have like nice photos or oh I guess we got to do this now I guess you got to do this because it was I saw women make the shift first and start understanding the power of like a lot of the social media stuff first and now they all do it and now they all have photos and and now they're probably making more money doing it yeah exactly now they all make their own videos but at first when it was like front-facing comedy videos were, like, I think really female-heavy at first and stuff. They all looked down on all of that stuff. And they acted like it was stupid and da-da-da. And it's dumb for you to make your content in a way that's geared toward the platform that it actually is made for. But then they see the success and suddenly it's not dumb anymore. Oh, yeah. And it's also like, well, why do people have to do that, right? Like, are women, are there news channels for directed Mm -hmm. for women? Are there a lot of women in power in news and, and, and all this stuff? And it's like, no. So it's like, like people are making their own platforms that are speaking to their audience and stuff because there's not necessarily an avenue for them. A lot of the people who were successful in front facing videos are like creating photos and all that stuff are people who these traditional media outlets were not seeing, were not appreciating, did not make space for. So they use social media as a way to leverage their own space. And then now that like, you know, I mean, Betches is a great example. Now that like Betches has an audience and they have their own style and stuff like it's like, oh, why are you know, why are you guys not doing it in serious colors or this and that? And it's like it, it has nothing to do with the information that's being shared or the content or anything. It's just simply like, why haven't you succumbed to this traditional thing that doesn't appreciate you value? It's like, why would you? Yeah, right. right. I mean, and so. People were, men were very emotional that I said that, but I did get a little taste of my own medicine because obviously I comment, people see a blue check, they looked into what I do. And of course, I had commented, casual sexism is so funny. And our most recent podcast episode was called Men Are Trash. (laughs) (laughs) Geopolitics edition. Oops. So that was not an ideal time for me to chime in with that. So I did remove my comment because I did notice a couple one-star reviews coming in. Well, <laughs> but, yeah. uh, I think you know, found it eventually. Yeah, right? I Even if it was like totally, three episodes ago. Totally, but I did think that I, I love when I get a taste of my own medicine. Like, uh, ah, there it is. That's well, what that tastes like. <laughs> reaping is fun. Sewing, not so yeah, fun. Precisely, precisely. Uh, sewing is fun. Reap what you sew. Oh, yeah, know. but you got Which it. One, you know what? Yeah, yeah, sewing sewing right is right for way. ladies. Sewing is for ladies. <laughs> And I'll just also preface this before we get into the um, 
we human beings have emotions. Everyone has exactly. emotions. Everyone, you know, everyone naturally is exposed to being happy, sad, being moved by things, crying. These are all natural human emotions. The critique comes in when it's, it seems like a more feminine characteristic, a more womanly characteristic to be more in touch with your emotions. It's like we're, we're also socialized that way, but it's also like, I think the major critique we're saying is that there's been shit that women have been kept out of or gatekeeped yes. from because there we're so-called the emotional sex, mm -hmm. the ones that can't think with logic and reason. Mm -hmm. And we think with our emotions. Which, and we're not serious. And we're so not like you serious. said, I mean, you're right. Everybody is emotional, but for some reason that's perceived as negative and uh, characteristics that seem negative are always associated with women usually. Exactly. And, and not men. So how come you wanted to talk about this today in particular? Yeah. <laughs> Has it been on your mind? Um, are you talking about yeah. the tweet? Oh, um, no, no, no. We'll get to that. Just oh, like yeah. when I asked what we should talk about today, you said men are Yeah, too no, I just, yeah, no. Um, I guess for me, it is like contextualizing. First of all, a lot of women, again, are gatekeeped, kicked out of stuff yeah. for being emotional. But I feel like being an emotional leader or boss is actually like could be really like strong. Like, I think that a lot of, you know, a lot of especially the old guard feminism and stuff is like try to try to duplicate what men do. And like, that's your way to success. And it's actually like, no, there's actually a lot of strength in being an emotional, empathetic uh, hearing people, making sure that they're heard and doing what's make decision making in that way instead of ways that um, men are celebrated of like being really stern or whatever. So there's mm -hmm. that. But it's also like there are so many examples in the news, in 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 politics and everything where it's like men are supposed to be, quote unquote, the logical, reasonable sex. And they're not. They, no. they get just which, which, which is fine, which is fine. Yeah. Like some recent examples. Obviously, Kanye West increasingly escalating his disturbing public attacks on his ex Kim Kardashian and her video. boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. What happened in this music video? He pretended to bury him. He pretended to like stalk Pete Davidson, okay. bury him, decapitate. It's, it's like, really not good. That's it's not like good. Yeah, and, it's like I, artistic expression, but it's also like come on. Yeah, but like I mean, I think about Kathy Hilton a lot. Like what she did was fucked up, but the stuff that's sort of Kathy Griffin. Kathy, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, Kathy, Kathy, Kathy Hilton. 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 No, Kathy Hilton just gave Trump a hug. <laughs> yeah. Gave Kathy, you thought Trump, I yes, yes, Kathy yes. Griffin. Yeah. yeah, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis lashing out at college students last week. Mm. I mean, that is being considered like not acceptable. But high school students. Oh, you're right. They were. They were high school students. <laughs> oh, if, if that was a woman, the coverage, the memes of of a woman snapping on a group of students would. Well, Diane Feinstein did it. Right. And, and she, we were right to meme her. She yeah. shouldn't have snapped at the children yeah. <laughs> from the Sierra Club or whatever. Right. But. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, these, these, Vladimir Putin, obviously, fulfilling a personal revenge fantasy by inflicting pain and suffering that's going to last decades. But these stories are covered without a lot of commentary about, like, the emotion behind them mm -hmm. and the hysteria that you always see when we cover things that women do. So, I mean, I, I feel like we're having a couple conversations here. One is that emotions are good yeah, and they're normal. helpful and everybody has them. But also... We need we do need to be real about when we need to manage our emotions better. Mm -hmm. But we're very quick to do that for women and we don't do it to men at all. And we're in a pretty bad the world's a little bit of a mess. Yeah. And I think it's also comes from like men are it's like men aren't socialized to think that 
any emotion outside of anger is acceptable. Exactly, exactly. It's like we're seeing men express emotion all the time. It's just, right, right. it's anger. Right. And it's very, you know, not to go all like if I was Vladimir Putin's mom. That's what I was like, thinking to know. No, I know. I wanted, I wanted to be careful of that the whole time. Because I'm not saying like if he had been, Vladimir Putin is probably a psychopath. And I don't really think that you can undo psychopaths. But. But, but yeah, whereas something that just always pops into mind is Tim Yoho calling AOC a fucking bitch. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you're at work or like she's your coworker, dude. Like you cannot speak to women like that. And like, that's an emotional response. Yes. And it's like, sure. but as women, we're, and let's talk about women of color too. Like you cannot snap at someone like that because there's all these stereotypes of like oh you're not controlled but yeah like it's time we start holding men accountable for their emotional reactions yeah you know when you snap behaviors. at someone or something and you're too reactive and then you regret it for like three days as a woman i don't think men do that as much <laughs> no it's like good for them and it's like it's like uh it's cool because their their reasons are logical right oh like, right aoc was a bitch so she should like it's well, I mean, I mean, I feel like also one of the most iconic classic examples of all of this is Brett Kavanaugh crying, crying his way through that hearing, which like, you know, I remember watching it at the time. Oh, my God. And <laughs> being like, I, I be realized like realizing what I was seeing and being like, oh, this is going to work. Like yeah. this is uh, this is the most absurd thing I've ever seen. It's absolutely pathetic to me, but it's going to work. Yeah. And I'm also like, yo, he absolutely did whatever and worse because of the emotion. because of the emotion that he displayed. Oh, we so frustrated. I, I mean, I've think we that. we have Katanji Brown Jackson who's going to have her confirmation hearings um, March starting March 21st. Can you imagine an oh angry outburst from a black woman? What kind of coverage that would get? <laughs> I mean, for Kavanaugh, you're. I mean, obviously, we were like, "This is gross. Stop crying!" Like, come on, dude. But the coverage was sort of like Brett Kavanaugh becomes emotional over devastating accusation. Yeah, and, and like Kyle Rittenhouse did the same thing too. Oh, Kyle Rittenhouse! Yes. Oh my God, it's just so much. You know, it's like so. So I don't know. It's like these emotional appeals that work for men. Exactly. And that don't work that well for women. And, I'm not going to say. Maybe. I was just going to say, and white men, because Obama got dodged for crying after Sandy Hook. Wow, that's right. <laughs> like, and he didn't even, he wasn't even like sobbing and screaming about beer. He was right. like, he <laughs> teared up because he was talking about children who were killed at school. Like five-year-olds. Yeah, and he was dogged for that. So it's like. <laughs> It's really only the most powerful, like, just like white men, cis white men get to, like, cry and scream and be mad and, like, punch things and yeah. <laughs> invade countries and, like, do everything on this, like, wild scale. And everybody else has to be constantly doing this dance to uh, hold their emotions back so that they don't get accused of being yeah. emotional. As you were saying that, I was thinking, like, the effort, and we talked about this in our last episode, the time, for, especially if you're black people, that you lose. Yeah. Like, the effort to ensure you're not having those episodes that could cost you. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. 
Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing, up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I am curious if there's ever been a point in your lives or careers where you were or felt explicitly undermined because whoever had influence felt or said that you were being too emotional or reacting in a way that wasn't logical. Yeah, all the time. Oof, yeah, I mean, I'm, I, uh, honestly, what is coming to mind uh, for me is a shoot that I did one time where I was like, I mean, it was a non-union shoot. Mm -hmm. I was an extra, but the, what went down on that set was bad. Yeah. Like we were not treated properly even for a non-union shoot where you're an extra. And when I brought it up to the person who ran the theater that sent out the <laughs> casting that sent all of her people into that casting, I because this is another woman actually. Oh, that's right. um, yeah. But it's a woman I would say like caped for dudes pretty hard. Yeah. Uh, the that person was like, "This is just what it's like to be on a non-union shoot," mm -hmm. and I'm like, "Well, they sprayed me with gas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got sprayed with gas in my mouth." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the email said it was going to be two hours, and we were there for seven hours, and they sprayed me with yeah. gas. Oh my god! <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I think I. I and imagine I if you gave up then. Imagine if you were like, "Oh shit, I guess I am being too emotional," and I'm too well, emotional I did for feel that. I did feel embarrassed in that moment because I was young and I was still like, this was kind of at the beginning of my career. I was, yeah. I had only just started getting casting calls of this nature. It was through a theater that I worked with, so I did feel bad, and I did feel that I was like, "Oh shit, I guess like." I shouldn't have sent this email. Yeah. And I remember feeling so scared to even send the email to be like, hey, just so you know, like, right. so the casting that you sent that was said for, they would pay us two, $75 for two hours. It was actually nine hours and they sprayed gas in our faces. And they gave you $75. And they gave you $75 and they, yeah, and weeks, and they didn't cash. feed us. Um, it was cash at the end, which okay, is nice. That's nice, yeah. That was nice. Um, but and, <laughs> and actually, I got gasoline in my mouth. And, like, it was really bad. Like, and I was so scared to send this email. And they were like, you're being really emotional. Mm -hmm. oh you, shouldn't, you shouldn't be upset that that happened. That gas was spraying in your mouth. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I have. Like, and do you think they would have said that if a man had sent and say like, "Hey, FYI, this happened and it was disturbing." I don't. I don't know. I do feel like um, or an experienced maybe. I think that if it was a man who uh, was somebody to those people, it would have been different. Oh, for sure. They would have, like, looked it out, like, oh, that's not cool. Yeah, like, whoa, we'll definitely say something. Like, I think if it, I think there would have had to be a, a there would have had to be also status <sighs> to the man. Yeah. But I think, yeah. Yes. For sure. Well, it's, and it's easier for men to get that status. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Do you have yeah. an example, Millie? Yeah, I have a lot. I think, <laughs> I'm like, I have so many. I think um, two things that are popping up yeah. in my head, like, one was, like, I was a project manager at this uh, social media ad agency and I was just thrown to the wolves. Uh, like I had no, like it was just really intense workload, constantly in meetings, constantly taking notes. It was a really intense, high stress job. And then one day out of frustration, like my boss, who was younger than me, was, this place was a fucking joke. Um, she was younger than me by like a year, yeah. but still I was 26 or 25. Oh my like, God. Where my boss to be younger. <laughs> yeah, no. And I was, yeah, I was making like $50,000. Like it was not like a, anyway. But yeah, I just like was frustrated one day and I like cried to her and I was just like, this is whatever. And then like I had a, a review with like a team and they were like, yeah, you know, at first you seemed really angry and you seemed really this or you see, and like. They just kept reiterating that in all of my check-ins and all my reviews that I had like an attitude and I was this and that. And I'm like, I, I, you know, I, at first I took it, but then I, I called them on and I'm like, it just seems like you guys have me in this black, like angry black woman stereotype when like anybody given these circumstances and these tasks would be frustrated. And probably was. And, I mean, and probably I know was. what you're the place you're talking about. And I know everybody that's worked there has a story. Yeah. Not not a story of racial like racialized no, but, like yours, but it's a rough place. It's hard. Well, but. every every uh well, I'm, it's not even the place that you're oh, thinking. Oh, really? It's not. Oh no, Millie. Um, poor Millie. Exactly. But it's like you know, like it's like this gaslighting thing. And another thing I did, like it was like a comedy project. And I just kind of felt like, you know, as a as a leader in this thing, I would I was constantly bitching to Elise about it, but I just kind of felt like I always had to put my things and my desires in the back burner to support everyone's things. And, you know, I would like review things quickly and, and all this stuff like for the satire site that I helped create. And one day I got really frustrated because I had like sent some I submitted something to my team three weeks ago and nobody looked at it. And then I'm like, guys, like, this is not fucking cool. I like bend over backwards. And then someone's like, calm down. Stop being. It's just like, I think that's the frustrating thing. It's just like when you're experiencing any emotion and even in times when it's warranted, like, mm -hmm. and it's this gaslighting thing of like, whoa, calm down. You're being so emotional. Why don't you just relax? Blah, blah, blah. It's just like. Man, fuck you. Yeah. Anybody would be frustrated by getting gasoline in their mouth. Yeah. You th I'm saying they sprayed me with gasoline. <laughs> <laughs> and they what? only paid me $75. <laughs> For nine hours. Yeah. What about you, Amanda? I mean, I feel like I've had like, I feel like I'm a little bit unique because I've always just tried, because I am an emotional person at work. So I try to get ahead of it and sort of make it like, LOL, I'm manic and neurotic all the time. And I sometimes have overreact because I'm so stressed. And that kind of does work for me, honestly. It works better. It's kind of a protective thing. I like to get it out there because work is hard. And yeah. um, people are always going to have days where they don't treat each other the best, mm -hmm. um, especially in times 
like now when like things are things are all really intense. Like I, I've had earlier jobs where honestly I've been lucky where I have had female bosses who I definitely had some at the beginning who were kind who just basically were like, you need to fix your attitude. This isn't okay. Which was always very odd to me because I was just sort of modeling the behavior that I was seeing. Mm. Like like literally just not using exclamation points. And I was like, I just didn't think that was like like necessary. Yeah. Like, like I, I, so I just not being extremely effusive. Like I don't I don't say thank you when people ask me to do a favor. I don't. Mm. It's a policy. Like yeah. I say thank you when they do me a favor, but I I don't say like, hey, can I, what can I help you with? Thanks. Like I, I don't know. You have to be you have to keep yeah, those like thank your, your, me. Thank you. your thanks has no value. But anyway, so I got that talking to a couple times and I don't think it was warranted or fair. I think it was sexist at the time. But then eventually I had bosses, a boss who was like, you don't need to be bugging all the time. Like, it's OK. And and I've had also really great friends that have given me permission to be who I am, which is an mm. emotional kind of reactive person, which has given me confidence with it. So when I've entered new professional spaces, I, I do protective in a protective way, try to sort of like put it out there um, and a self and like a self-effacing way, which mm. I don't know if it always helps me. I probably undermine myself sometimes by doing it. Um, like there's even a part, I keep talking about my wedding in this episode. Like I chose my wedding song because there's a part in it that's like very self-referential mm -hmm. to me being like kind of a prima donna. But so like, I feel like I, for that reason, I get protection against it. And I also don't think that men have ever been, like I don't, I had a boss who gave me permission to be emotional and I doubt men have ever had that. Like just mm. because you feel really deeply about the things that are happening at work doesn't mean you're bad at this job or mm. like unfit for this job. Like I really just want you to like, relax and not yeah. feel and not feel like you have to be so emotional and feel like you there's things that are that are motivating those outbursts but um yeah i've just had to get ahead of it in a way that like i kind of wish i didn't have to but i know that it can't hurt me unless i sort of say at the beginning like this is how i am like it's it's actually yeah. pretty neutral don't don't worry <laughs> i think like yeah there's two conversations yeah. there there's one where it's like you need to have a balance yeah. and a boundary of like you know, not letting, taking everything personally and all that stuff. But then there's another thing of like, but maybe your biggest flaw or your biggest thing is like, what makes you a good employee? Totally. Because you are invested in stuff and like that passion, I've definitely had that where like, I, you know, it's like you care too much about this or you just like, you would never tell a man. I mean, uh, the same comedy theater mm -hmm. when totally. I would get upset that they weren't, they weren't seeing me. They weren't appreciating me. And, and I remember I was in this meeting and I was frustrated and I started crying because I was like, I worked so hard at this. You guys aren't fucking getting it. You aren't seeing me. And this guy's like, you care too much about it. You care too much. You're too invested. And it's like, you would never say yeah. to a man. And it's like, for your corporation. To no, and that's also like, they would never say that to the dude who's literally there every single night of the week exactly. living at their theater day in, day out. Maybe he's not like outwardly displaying his emotion in the form of crying, yeah. but this person is clearly obsessed with what's yeah. going on here. Like you would never come up to him and be like, hey man, like you don't need to. No, they're celebrated. Yeah, no, that. When men have tunnel vision yeah. and maybe are, I mean, I feel like maybe almost like. Elizabeth Theranos and her also that came out today. I can't wait to go home and oh, watch it. Ooh. Like in her early years, she was so probably great. very, <laughs> very appealing. To, she got, was able to access a sort of male privilege because she was sort of held for like, she's kind of weird, but she's really focused and like tunnel vision for men. Like the guy, the WeWork guy, very, very yeah. interesting in yeah. his head. But he, at the beginning, I mean, all of these people I'm naming, they ended up sort of like, 
they ended up sort of failing. But when men are super invested, it's great. Yeah. Did you say there's going to be a WeWork like yeah. drama series? Yeah. There's with also Jared another Leto? one. Oh, oh with Jared Leto. <laughs> with Jared Leto. Yeah. But I'm realizing as we're talking, the reason that I try to get ahead of it is because I don't want it to cost me professionally. Like, if I seem really emotional at work and then someone be like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, what are you talking about? Like, Because yeah. I can recover pretty quickly. So I think that's why I try to get out ahead of it. But I do wish I didn't have to. Yeah. And I don't know why I feel the need because I don't want anyone to ever think that because I had an emotional response to something that I can't handle something else. But – you know, I'm an emotional, I'm an emotional person. So I'm like, is it sexist? It is a little bit sexist. It's like, oh, well, let's not get the woman employee upset. It's like, just because I am a little worked up about something at other, like that jobs I've had previously, that does not mean I'm not fully invested and ready to do it and committed. It actually means I am yeah. fully invested in here and committed. Yeah, it's, it's a very interesting for jobs to alternately want like you to really care about them mm-hmm. and for you to give so much of your time and give so much of yourself. Mm-hmm. But then any if you bring emotion to the table at all, it's considered unprofessional. So it's like you're I'm not supposed to have feelings about this thing that mm-hmm. you literally want to be one of the cornerstones of my, my life. life. And that's actually a requirement for me to be here is mm-hmm. that this is a cornerstone of my life. But I'm not allowed to feel anything about it. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm not allowed to cry because I'm frustrated at something that anyone would be frustrated about. But you want me to be here all the time. You get upset when I leave early to go do my thing. Like, that was totally the ad agency that I worked at. It was like, they were constantly yelling at people for crying in front of other people. But then... That's a very specific... Yeah, exactly. But then it's like, there's no way for you to do that job and not work at least nine ten hours a day and, and it's just like exactly like unrealistic expectations sexist expectations but if a guy got pissed and punched a wall or something right whatever yeah also as you were talking about sort of um just being in meetings and having a strong opinion it must be kind of jarring now to see that it's like a tiktok social media genre and it's almost always white people with the exception of dana samuel who used to work for betches who does a lot of career content mm-hmm. who are sort of like making funny content about being really mean to your coworkers, about using really passive aggressive phrases that generally you're like, I feel like other people would get in trouble for. Yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's interesting. Like sometimes there's so much stuff going around with the great resignation. That's interesting. Yeah. And there's like so much at play. And I feel like there's like, there's a trend. Sorry. My, I think my headphones just went out, but that's fine. Oh. Um, there's this trend, um, of like I've seen it on Twitter of like sharing texts that <laughs> you send like to quit yeah. for your boss yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And I mean, some of them are pretty fake. funny, but some of them are fake. <laughs> uh, but other ones I'm kind of like, I don't know, like how, who, I, I need to know more about the people who are able to just fully burn bridges in this yeah. insane way, who can just like torch their job on uh, on a dime because I know the only time I was in the position to do that was when I was like in college and being but you know my parents gave me an allowance when I was in college yeah. and I also had another job and I just quit my stupid call center job and didn't go but like I don't I don't know it's interesting to see these things online where it's like you should be mean to your boss or you should do this and it's like okay but who's actually able to like do if that if you have the privilege to <laughs> to not have a job anymore then you have a privilege to like have a really bratty or yeah rude sign I mean, I do it's love yeah when one is good one is good and i'm sure oh. they are very often earned yeah yeah, yeah. The, and also it's like 
it's just this thin line where it's like, yes, we need to have a work-life balance. Yes, we need to put boundaries up so that our time isn't consumed by these places that, again, we're not allowed to have permission to be ourselves. And like, also we're human beings who deserve to like spend time with our loved ones and all that stuff. And it's like, so it's like on one end, I see that and I see when I see these like things that are people quitting and Mm -hmm. all that shit, it's like, yeah, like that's awesome, fuck your boss. But on the other end, it's like, yeah, but it's like, you don't want to burn these bridges and there's still other human beings on the side. And it's going to cost wanna... some people more to burn those bridges than Exactly, others, because it, that shit follows you. I mean, there's totally. like constantly things I want to bitch about, just even in, in entertainment, that I just like, actual unfair fucked up things that have happened to me that I cannot share because I do not want that reputation of being difficult. And uh-huh. it, it is like a little yeah. like, like, it's not fair, you know, like that's life, but it's like, it's fucked up. But you know what? Those people have probably never heard the phrase. What is it? It's one of my favorites where it's like, be nice to everybody on your way up because you never know who you'll need on the way down. Yeah. And if anybody needs you on the way down, yeah, they can't expect it. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So we're also going to introduce a new segment today. It's called Am I a Bad Feminist If... We're going to invite listeners to share some modern feminist quandaries and unpack how to live your life as a woman without being ashamed to your gender, or at least at least not feel as bad about it. We're not all Pacific feminists. Sometimes it's perfectly fine. We wanted to start with ourselves. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go first with mine, and I want you both to tell me if I'm a bad feminist. So am I a bad feminist if I'm in an equitable partnership with a man, but the division of labor falls mostly along gender lines? Should I be doing more to like know about the finances? Should I take out the trash instead of doing the cooking? Um, I think as long as like you guys actually like those are the natural lines that you guys personally just happen to fall in. Also, I hope Mike doesn't listen to this. He does all the cooking. <laughs> <laughs> he does all the cooking. <laughs> I mean, am I am in my home, I do the cooking and Danny does the dishes. I think they're more along gender lines maybe in ways that I don't even fully want. Like honestly, I let him take care of everything. Uh, if well, he leaves, girl, I don't know what I'm like gonna you're do. You're living the dream. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, you're telling me you got pays your bills, handles finances, does cooking. He's what taking the, the trash f- out. He's taking the trash out. What you run Morty's TikTok. I do run you Morty's run, TikTok. Uh, listen, and that is a delusion of labor. And that's that part is, of it. That's feminism, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, do you ever have in your relationship, do you ever think like, oh, interesting. He's doing a lot of male-fronted things and I feel a little insecure about that. Oh, for sure. I I noticed it. Um, Danny and I both recently started driving again. He had to get his license back. I just hadn't driven in a really long time because I'd been living in New York City for eight years and didn't have a car. And mm-hmm. when I would go other places, we would just Uber. So 
Um, both of us got our license back. I got mine a little bit. I, I started driving a little earlier because Danny had to like actually physically go through the process of getting one. Um, but I noticed myself immediately falling into him as driver. And I was like, is that bad? And then I was like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I don't feel like driving. So he can take the wheel if it makes it, if it makes him feel yeah. like a big strong Every man. relationship has its own like yeah. balance. Yeah. yeah. I think that the, yeah, I think feminism, especially modern feminism is just about whatever you decide on with your partner and that like, you know, you're not lesser than because you do the dishes or do laundry, mm -hmm. but because you both are contributing equally to a household uh, that you both care about. I think that is like the more modern feminist mm -hmm. take than like, oh, I, I, I do laundry. Like, am I right. setting us back 50 years? Yeah, I mean, I think about it is even like, it is like you were saying, it's 100% based on respect and understanding like, doing the dishes is as important as cooking the dinner. And like, we're doing stuff together. And even if we're in a relationship where like, you're a home homemaker, like the woman is a homemaker, as long as it's understood that like, the work that she's doing to make the home is as valuable as the work that he's doing mm -hmm. outside of the home, then that's yeah. fine by me too. And even as we're talking about it, I think of like gay couples I know that do sort of fall like vaguely into butch femme have pretty similar breakdowns of home responsibilities as like mm. cis het couples. And they're obviously not bad feminists. So. Yeah. But I want to do one more today for Millie. Because Millie, we were, uh, I got this idea because I saw some tweets that you were, <laughs> that you were engaging with and it was perfect timing. So Millie, Am I a bad feminist if I criticize other women for talking openly about having a casual sex and just commentating on their experiences? Yes. Um, I, you know, I kind of feel like, yeah. I don't do that. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm impersonating somebody who did recently. Yeah, I guess the tweet in question is this, this girl who tweeted like, hey, have any women comics t considered uh, talking about how bad men are at sex. What about, I'm just brainstorming here. And I just kind of thought that was like really like stupid. <laughs> I was like, I'm just like, look, like women, I, I do feel like that is a little bit bad feminist cause, cause it got a lot of responses mm -hmm. that were like, LOL, no one's done that. Or like a it's lot of things from me. guys. It's giving pick me, yeah. it's giving guys gal. It's giving like, I'm gonna make fun of all the other, what all the other women are doing. Um, you know, for clout. And it's just like, it's just corny to me because are some comics hack? Have I seen the same joke a million times? Yes. Is it just like, I, I think two things. It's like one, we like women just got credit cards yes. four years ago. Like we're just starting to talk about our Truly, we literally openly. just started being able to tell men that they're not good at fucking. Exactly. Like, like, we just informed you. You could rape your wife without consequences. Up until when? A couple years ago. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I'm saying like the conversation has shifted even within the last five, ten years. So it's like, let's not act like this is something that people have been saying for centuries and it's so tired yeah. actually hating <laughs> on women is actually something that you know at least in the fucking 1800s when your when your husband fucked you bad you could go to the doctor and he'll finger you you can't even get that anymore thanks a lot Biden for this bad yeah thanks husband. Joe Biden thanks Joe Biden I can't even get fingered by my doctor anymore oh, gosh. But that, that's preventative health care that's, that's the 
on the camera. Yeah. That's hysteria. Mm-hmm. I wasn't. <laughs> Maybe we wouldn't be so emotional if we could more regularly get Exactly. A, that's what I'm get saying. Get those little devices, little devices. No, yeah, that's such a good point. It's like, I think that also relates back to the conversation we had at the beginning. Again, a little bit of an indulgent conversation about making fun of how women communicate political information because most of the criticism I saw of this was on TikTok and it was coming from women. Uh, saying, Ugh, look at these again. Isn't it so stupid? And there's another creator. I don't know her her name on TikTok is Nikita Dump Truck. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. she makes a lot of good videos. And she did, you know, a two-minute video sort of explaining what's going on in, like, girly parlance, kind of, like, not acting dumb. I, I think that's even, like, I feel like I'm vulnerable to the stereotypes. But it, it got really viral. And she had to comment, like, this isn't a joke. Like, I'm not yeah. making fun of people. I'm actually trying to explain what's going on. And I actually think that when people use the parlance and the language that they actually use to describe things, that's how you know that they understand it. Yeah. If you're just repeating and copying and pasting something you heard with words I know you don't use yeah. or understand, then I know you don't get it. Like, But 100%. if you're telling, like, the, like the, oh, I don't know her name, but the amazing woman who's doing, she's in law school and she's doing a lot of TikTok breakdowns about what's going on. She calls like Putin Big Bang Pete. And <laughs> she, because she, t- this is the way, you know she understands it because she's not Using changing her the way words. she speaks. She, yeah. Yeah, and like, there is a thing like just because you put information out in a funny way doesn't mean that you're making fun of that information yeah. or that you think that like the information is unimportant. And this stuff is complicated. Like what the fuck is an oligarch? How did they start? It's very complicated. It's yeah. not just a simple explanation. So when people can find instantly access a good metaphor, I think that's a sign of being quite smart about it. Yeah. And I think to me, the thing that, I consider a bad feminist. So the thing that bothers me personally is that people get power from making fun of these people that are communicating in sincere ways. And that's what I just personally hate mean spirited me shit in general. Like there was a there is a woman, you know, there is like, okay, let's talk about bad sexual experiences or bad dates. There is a woman a few months ago who posted a tweet that was like, Oh, I saw the guy. Like, I went on a date, and I before I even met him, I saw that he had bad vibes, and I just hid from the bathroom and ghosted him and blocked him. And it's like, yeah, that's mean. And yeah, it's that's not actually like, not, like, that's not that's you like, being that's a like cool, cool bad bitch. Profiling. Like, you just said something mean to someone <laughs> you, based off what? Right? And, I'm, and it's not like you can't criticize women for that. You know, because I'm like, that. I called her out just the same way, but I think that for when people make fun of women, when people make fun of the the fonts and stuff, it's like yeah. to assert some kind of power. And when you see women uphold those that misogyny and those stereotypes and those things of like, oh, when women do something, it's like it's not, negative. Yeah. It's negative or it's stupid or like, oh my god, can you believe that women are talking about this? It's just like and to generalize. Yeah. Every, against an entire gender is just and it's like to every every time a woman talks about bad sex it's like a hack thing and it's like it, it's just it's just disappointing and i do who does that, that who does that benefit is accusing women of talking about mad men being bad at sex of, of being in a, of being lame that benefits men yeah of <laughs> like, course because it's like oh yeah let's make it like let's make it um gauche and, and like whatever to talk about openly about this really this big reality that like many women die without ever having an orgasm right yeah and like also comedians talk about sex yeah so if like like comedians are going to talk about sex male female non-binary whatever they're going to talk queer they're going to be talking about the sex that they're having if straight men want to hear less jokes about how bad they are at sex they should (laughs) 
you know be better train at sex. up train <laughs> up be better at sex then maybe our jokes would be about how good you are at it we can't even i can't even walk down the street because of all the good sex that i'm having well, like i missed my show because i was having great sex yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's also like too like to be fair a lot of the people that are talking about bad sex are in their 20s and like that is just a normal like reaction of being a 23 year old woman is you're fucking not you haven't learned to advocate for yourself exactly you don't know like how to communicate like that is part of your experience so it's like do you want people to lie about their life experience to make you feel better because you feel like it's hack it's like because the range of bad sex in your 20s, and not to sort of like take it here too much, but the, there's bad sex is a spectrum. On there's one so end is like you're not having an orgasm, but on the other end is maybe you're being manip- being put in situations that you you weren't comfortable with. Coercion. And yeah. when you see another person be like, no, it's supposed to be fun. Yeah. Uh, I, that's not just okay. I think it's important. So that, that's why that especially bothered me. I think it's important to point out. Well, and it's like the abortion thing again. Right, where it's just like, right. Let's actually talk about it so that it's not the secret and we can like move on and like start Who does working it benefit towards it. Who does it benefit if we keep it a secret? Mm-hmm. Sorry, you no, wrong. I agree. I was just going to agree. Like it's. It's just uh, one more way to keep the Whisper Network alive. Yeah, and it's like, no, let's all shout from the mountaintops about all the bad sex we've had. Yeah. <laughs> Next episode on the Next yeah. episode. Wow, what a, cha- what, a, what a chaotic, random, but fun episode. Yeah, I love that it. was very I fun. It. I wish we, it was midday, so we couldn't have a drink, but that would be fun. <laughs> Next so That is our show. We'll be back tomorrow with more news. Until the end of Democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Millie Tamaris. And this is the Better Sub Podcast. Bye. The Betcha Sup Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Sean Kilby. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails to suppod at Betches.com. Betches.